What is up, everybody? Welcome into the Bat Flip, where we discuss everything baseballs. I'm Landon Raby. With me, Dylan Taylor, Caleb Mitchell in here as well. Not a whole lot of gator chomping going on this weekend. Um, hate to see it. Hate to see it. Uh, I mean, this, this team is just on a different planet right now. It's, you know, when the rankings come out, it should just be like Tennessee and then everybody else because it doesn't matter. Tennessee is by far the best team in the country. And uh, sitting atop of the SEC by five games and atop of the SEC East by six games. Getting that sweep over Florida this weekend, Friday and Saturday, kind of just took care of business the way you've done it kind of all season. Good pitching, uh, timely hitting, home runs. And uh, Sunday you get to play the comeback kids. And, um, man, that was a lot of fun. That, that was a statement win for Tennessee. It reminded me a lot of them from last year. Just never count us out. You, you give us, you know, if it's within five runs, we got a shot. Um, and that's how I always feel about Tennessee. And Tennessee's pitchers are always going <clears> to <throat> put them in a position to win games because, you know, they're not going to be down five runs. You know, you're, you're lucky to get five runs in a game against Tennessee. And, you know, I, I just don't see Tennessee going six innings probably the rest of the season without having a hit. Yeah, it was, you want to say cold bats, but excellent start from the Florida pitcher. I mean, you yeah, know, we hate him, but he – i it's what I – I saw a tweet or they said on the broadcast he didn't throw anything straight all day. I mean, everything – every pitch he had had pretty ridiculous movement on it. And you could tell just couldn't square him up. And then finally, I, I thought it was going to be one of those games where we don't – we don't square anything up until he's taken out of the game. But finally, he's uh, – Seventh inning, you finally got to him there. So, mm-hmm. it, he was filthy. He's he's a guy that I'm confident playing Florida again if, if you had to in a win and loss, but I, I don't want to see him on the mound doing it. Yeah, other than that game, what, what did you see from uh, Tennessee, you know, in that Friday and Saturday <clears throat> games? I mean, this is – it's the best baseball team I've ever seen. You know, I'm not well, going to go on record and say it's the best ba- college baseball team ever, but it is in my eyes. Just for one inning, apparently. Just for that one seven, seven <laughs> run, second second or third. I mean, it, it, you, if you listen to the Florida announcers, it's what we were talking about before the show. If, if you listen to them for the entire weekend and thought they did a somewhat decent job, I'd tell you to get your head checked because, I mean, they were – Yeah. You, I mean, it's, you want to shove a pin through my Yeah, head. it's one thing to be bad at your job, but it's another thing to like – I mean, I get their, their Florida homers, but, I mean, you don't have to make it just so obvious. But, I mean, it, it's like you said. I mean, I, I don't know the point they were trying to make with, hey, you know, we scored, scored all our ones, runs in one inning because I think we outscored them 17-6 to six on the weekend. So, it was more – besides – Six to seven innings on Sunday, it was more dominance from the number one team in the country. I, I do think it's ridiculous we haven't moved up any in the polls in like four weeks now. I think it's ridiculous. I mean, come yeah. on now. Yeah, come on. Let's let's do something about it. <clears throat> what else do we have to do? <laughs> um, th- this pitching staff, you know, I mentioned they're, they're going to give Tennessee a shot to win every single game. Um, gave up 11 hits on the weekend, six runs, and it's a – a really good Florida offense. You know, Judd Fabian's one of the best hitters in this league, and he was kind of kept in check, you know, throughout the, the weekend. And, you know, just, again, you you lose a starter in Chase Dolander and you don't even miss a beat because you get 
Blade Tidwell just uh, kind of thrown in there. Chase Burns was back to his old self. And, and you know, I, I mentioned Blade Tidwell. It just felt normal that he was starting on a Saturday. Felt like just, old times. It, it just felt right. Um, you know, I, I don't know what they do going forward. I know we're going to get into that probably here in, in a little bit. But uh, it, it just felt good. So, you know, props to him. Great outing. Camden Sewell came in, shoved it. You know, they, they called him the gator killer the, this, um, I think, on Twitter today because in his four outings against Florida, I think his ERA is like .6 something. Um, so just done a phenomenal job against Florida in his career at Tennessee. Will Mabry continues to be one of the best arms in this bullpen. Redmond Walsh, you know, your, your 35-year-old closer that you got is – he's just a dude. I, I mean, it's not incredible stuff. But he's he's accurate, you know. He's going to put it in exactly the place he wants to put it, and and good luck. There there are many high school pitchers. I don't know many. There are a lot of high school pitchers that throw it harder than Redman Walsh does. I mean, and mm-hmm. he just. But you still, it's what they said on the broadcast. You you can't square him up. He he's got the delivery where he kind of comes across his body, which is one thing that's nasty, especially to a left hander. But it's he's another guy that. He doesn't have the speed that the Florida starter had where when it moves that much, it's insane. He's just able to place it wherever he wants to. And when you when you can do that, it doesn't have to be Ben Joyce level. It doesn't even have to be somebody like Blade Tidwell, one of the starters. It doesn't have to get just outrageous stuff whenever you can put it wherever you want to and put decent movement on it. And that's, that's what he's done his entire career. Yeah, and I mentioned how balanced Tennessee, you know, has been over this – you know, the course of the season. I mean, it, it's it's insane that you have somebody making a – like somebody different making a play every single game. You have somebody different that's getting a SEC award every single weekend. Um, you know, I mentioned Judd Fabian. They kind of didn't let him do very much throughout the series. And Florida couldn't get anything going offensively. So, you, you know, you can kind of game plan. You know, I know we're, we're facing one of the best hitters in the SEC, probably the best hitter in the SEC and in, in Sonny D at Auburn. And uh, But, you know, when you don't – if he's not able to give you anything, you know, what does this Auburn offense look like? Um, because Tennessee's lineup, you, you can't just – oh, I'm just not going to pitch to Jordan Beck. Oh, you want to put him on with Drew Gilbert up next? You want to put him on with Luke Lipsius after him? Or Trey Lipscomb, then Luke. I mean, yeah, it's it's you just can't, you know, one through nine. It's it's tough. Um, you know, we we saw a huge play from Christian Scott to to rob that home run to end the game on Sunday. I mean, that's he didn't even really play until he didn't play that whole weekend until Sunday. And, and he's number know, four on the Sports Center top ten. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's somebody different every single weekend, and I mean this. Again, just going back, this team is – I don't really have any words for it. They're just head and shoulders better than everybody else. They're not even loaded. They're they're just fully loaded. There's, <laughs> there's no yeah. – I mean, loaded doesn't even – Yeah, you can't do it justice with words of how yeah. dominant they've been. I mean, I'm trying to think of any adjective I can, but it's just <laughs> they're, they're just good. Like, they yeah. just, they're just flat out good. Yeah. Without using cuss words, it's it's hard to yeah. really get that description going on. We can we can make it colorful. I don't know what Twitter's broadcasting rules are, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, well, let's get into to the weekend a little bit. Um, Friday, Chase Burns, you know, uh, again, I mentioned it back to his old selves. Six and a third, two hits, two runs, one earned run, three walks, five Ks. I mean, that, that's – I mean, Tennessee gets seven runs in, in the second inning. That's all they needed. You know, it, it was with, – with that kind of margin in between the two teams – with Tennessee's bullpen, as an opposing team, you got to be like, well, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, what, what do you what do you really think in that in that case? It's one thing against the team that's good to let them score, just because you're like, it, there's there's different type types of good. Like there there's getting off a hot start. There's kind of finding your groove a couple times through the lineup, and then there's ones that you're never out of the game and any great team, that's how they are. I mean, it's, you, you kind of had that feel that after we got the starter out, even, even when we started to rough him up a little bit, we got the walk. It was, it had that feel of like, Hey, all it takes is, is one hit. Like, and that's, that's the good part about having a lineup. that just has no holes in it, especially has power throughout is you're always, you're one swing away from either chipping away, taking the lead tying. So it, it just, it's weird to have it, a team that even when they don't perform well, even when they don't look like themselves, you know all it takes is just the slightest bit of momentum and they're they're going to be back. Even even if – I'd say even if you didn't come back and win that game, but you you have that threat of, say, you score three runs in the ninth. That that, that gets in the mental part of, oh, here we go again. Like we, we could have had this, we could have avoided the sweep, and then you score a couple late runs, it, it starts to get hairy then. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, with, you know, when Chase Burns goes out, you're up, I think, seven to – or eight to two at that point, maybe seven to two. And then you get Ben Joyce in there. I mean, like, there's just no – there's no shot. Um, and see, I mean, props to Tennessee and props to their pitching staff. They've just been phenomenal. Uh, Trey Lipscomb, Friday night, hit a three-run bomb. That was kind of the highlight, I guess, offensively. Um they just kind of walked some guys that they had a, I think, an error in there, and you know we got a couple, couple of timely hits, and then Trey Lipscomb just, hey, you're gonna leave runners on, we're gonna make you pay for it. So, and it, it looked like the ball wound up with the Tennessee fan in the outfield out there that had, a, I think, his sign said something about freeing Tony V. I mean, I, I thought that was funny that there's all the Florida <laughs> fans sitting on the hill, and it's the one guy in orange that's yeah. holding up the sign. You know, he's probably pretty obnoxious out there, and he's mm-hmm. the one that gets the ball. So it was it was very fitting. Free Tony, baby, love it. Um, glad we got him free on Sunday. That was that was good to see. I, I was beginning to think, you know, because we, it's it's a natural Tennessee fan thing to do is doubt you know we're, we're down four to nothing it's like oh man it looks like florida is probably going to win this game um but they and i was like well tony that, that he's the he's a common denominator you know josh elander's you know out here running the show and i think tony joked that he you know said that his uh he sees how his value is and, and it's not very much um, is tony vitello Overrated? Are we, <laughs> we going to start this trend? Yeah, don't get Arkansas fans riled up. We're just asking questions. We're, we're not saying anything. <laughs> Apparently, if you, if you go to any old Miss message board, he's their next head coach anyway. So, oh, for sure, yeah, because I would way rather live in Mississippi than Tennessee for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, Saturday, Blade. 
Blade, Blade, Blade. I mean, what what a performance just from like, you know, not really pitch on the weekend and haven't pitched this much, you know, since you since you got injured. So um props props to him, you know, going on the road and, and doing what he did. I mean, he just looked calm, cool, and collected, hitting ninety nine on the radar gun a couple of times. Uh, he, he was four and two thirds innings pitch, two hits, one walk, five Ks. I mean, that's well. Let's get into what. What do you do? It, it's scary because he obviously, yeah, he looked good, but I don't even think that's anywhere near Blake Tidwell. Like even what we saw last year. I mean, I, the credit one thing to the Florida broadcasters that was the only thing they could. I mean, they get they had two eyes, so I guess they could see it. Blade was leaving some stuff up. I mean, I was I was thinking I was like they're they're going to tag one in a second. They're going to tag one in a second. Just kept saying that because he would he would leave. I don't know if that it's that slider or the it, it doesn't look like a full curve, maybe a slurve, but he would leave it up in the zone a little bit. But his stuff is just so nasty that even when he makes a mistake, it's still so hard to hit. So it's oh, yeah. that that's how wildly impressive it is, and just how you don't want to say unfair because it's a embarrassment of riches, but. <laughs> I mean, we're we're gonna get into it. Where's his spot in the rotation right now? Like it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's four and two thirds, five strikeouts, and even when he's missing spots, it's hard. It's hard to hit against him. So you just like, how can I take him out of the rotation? Right, and he's got that natural tail anyway because of his arm angle. It's like a three quarter almost um, arm arm angle. So you know everything he throws tails. So ninety nine, and it's you know moving. That's good luck. Is all I gotta ball. say. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know what you do. I mean, I, I'm all for like if it ain't broken, don't fix it. But <clears throat> like you kind of already fixed it. So do you? Do you like redo what you already had? Or I, I think it's between Dolander and, and Blade Two. I don't think you mess with Friday and Saturday. Friday and Sunday. I? Yeah, I mean, Drew Beam, the, the guy that we started the year saying he would be the spot, the guy that get his spot taken, I'm not taking him out now. He's top of the no. list. I mean, no. he's yeah. – he didn't have his best start Sunday, but still, I mean, it's not – I mean, on a road game in the SEC, Florida, they're trying not to get swept. I mean, yeah, he got roughed up a little bit, but I don't think it was just a, a terrible start. And, I mean, no. if that's if that's the worst you're getting from him, like you're still – I mean, four runs. I mean, how many did they say we're averaging this year? I mean, you're still going to statistically, you're still going to win most of the time. So, I, even on his bad starts, you're still in a pretty good position. So, I, it, if you didn't have Redmond Walsh, I'd say make one of them the closer. Like mm-hmm. they've all got filthy stuff. They all can hit high velocity, got good off speed. I'd be like, okay, if for a team that if your bullpen's a little shaky, just make one the closer this year. Put one of make one of them the Kevin Cops role, but how do you take Redmond Walsh out of that role? So I, I have I have no clue. I hope you have answers because I have none. Yeah, I mean maybe they just go and play rock paper scissors, and the loser just doesn't get to start that weekend. You know, I, I guess so. And I'd be cool with that. You know, whatever. That's the fairest way to do it, I think. <laughs> yeah, or draw draw straw the the shortest straw. You know, doesn't start that weekend. Has to start the midweek game. Honestly, I think it, I think I would just I think I'd give each I would just I'd give Burns a rest next week. I'd get Dolander a rest. I, I would just go in rotation of each starter gets a week off and just do that. I mean, that's the only 
It's the only thing I can think of because every guy deserves to be in there. And I was thinking Chase Burns would probably get that week off with, you know, his last two outings before this weekend were kind of rough and, you know, his velocity wasn't up there and things like that. You, you maybe thought he could use a weekend off, but then he comes in and, and shoves it on Friday. So it's like anytime like we might have a solution, they just <laughs> they just kill it. So right. it's impossible. But Tony Vitell is made, getting paid the big bucks to make that decision. So we'll see what comes about it. But I'm confident in whoever's out there um, for Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to waste – it sounds bad saying waste them on a midweek game because I mean you got a you just lost to Tennessee Tech in a midweek game not too long ago so you can never I mean you can never take the game off but I mean let's be honest like you don't you don't want to waste one of those four guys on a midweek game on a non conference against Xavier like you don't want to do that so no. it's you you have three spots and there's four people and I don't I don't know it's fitting a square peg in a round hole I don't know right. how you do it. And, and we're getting to the time, you know, it's getting closer and closer to postseason ball where you're going to need a fourth starter in there. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, it seems like it's, you know, the problem's kind of happening at the right time, in my opinion. So, I'm cool with it. But uh, back back to Saturday, Camden Sewell came in. Um, you know, I mentioned how well he's done against Florida. He was – he pitched four and a third innings. Um, zero hits, zero runs, one walk, three Ks. I mean, you know, you get blade and everything's telling. Well, well then Camden Sewell comes in and, you know, he isn't throwing as hard as blade, but it's a guy who's, you know, been here for a long time and, you know, has that SEC road experience and, you know, the, the location, he's got the arm angle where everything kind of tells too. And so it, it was just the perfect storm for Tennessee that, you know, you only needed one run in this game to to win it, and you got three thanks to, to Drew Gilbert and Luke Lipsy's home runs. Makes it even better that he grew up a Florida fan, too. Like, that's just a, oh, an yeah. extra and a knife in their heart that brings me joy. <laughs> Hate it for him. Um, th- there wasn't really any drama in the series, which is weird. No, because I even Sunday. I mean, I don't really know if you. It's a great comeback. I don't know if you call it drama. I mean, there, there was drama on the Florida end, but not. And you you don't want to lose the game, but you've already got the series wrapped up, so it's not the end of the world if you lose it. But I mean, it's in the way that's kind of it's kind of freeing. Like you know, you've already got the series. Obviously, you want the sweep, and I'm sure they knew that the best start in SEC history was on the line, seventeen and one. But there's there's no real intense pressure there, especially when you've got as big of a lead in the division as they do. So, right. yeah, it's, you're right. I mean, it's it's weird to say there was no pressure when you were losing in a game that you you really want to win. But I mean, it's not. It, it this team plays loose regardless, obviously with how much fun they have. But it kind of gave them a chance to, and they pulled it off yet again. Yeah, I'm kind of confused about Florida's rotation. I mean, there's no reason why Florida shouldn't be better than what they are. Um, now, I think their pitching is pretty pretty good. Hunter Barco, they probably could have used him this weekend. But their best pitcher was the Sunday guy. And maybe we're looking at ourselves in the mirror saying, you know, ours is too. <clears throat> but, it, but in reality, I mean, all three of our starters could probably be the Friday night guy, and it wouldn't yeah. matter. But All four. But I mean, that guy on 
I mean, maybe it was just junk and, you know, Tennessee just struggles with that. You know, that, that's something they're going to have to overcome because, you know, you get more tape like that. I mean, Tennessee Tech did it. They didn't tell you anything. You know, they're going to make you chase it. They're going to slider, curveball, change up, you know, maybe try to sneak in a, a fastball every now and then just to keep you off balance. But, um, yeah, it was – their their Sunday guy was by far their best pitcher this weekend. Yeah, I was trying to find his name. I couldn't. Brandon Neely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. seven innings, one hit. I mean, he was two two walks, too, which is the really insane part because you, you talk about how patient our lineup is. The two walks may be even more impressive than the eight strikeouts, honestly. Because, I yeah. mean, you especially with a lineup that dangerous, you never want to – you never want to throw anything fat down the plate because you feel like it's going to get sent back at you very quickly. So you try to nibble the edges and he did it to the tune of two walks. And I mean, he was, like I said, it was one of those games where it felt like we don't have a chance until he's out of the game. Now you, you cracked him late, but he was, I wanted to find his name just because I never want to give any positive vibes to any Florida player, but I mean, he, he earned it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we mentioned Drew Beam. You know, it was, definitely wasn't his best outing of the season. Um, but three on runs, one strikeout, three walks is, is not normal for him. Um, four hits. But, I mean, still, like, it, it's it's three to nothing when he comes out of the game. Like, usually that's – like you mentioned earlier, usually you're ahead. Or usually it's a tie game. Usually Tennessee has some sort of offense going – um, within those first four innings, and they couldn't get anything going until the seventh. But when, once that hit finally dropped, Drew Gilbert's triple, it felt like a totally different ball game. Yeah, and it, I don't, I do not understand the decision. I mean, I kind of harped on uh, O'Sullivan a little bit last week. Just I thought he was maybe a little bit overrated. Leaving Blake Purnell in there was an odd decision. I mean, I get that he's kind of been your bullpen guy all year, but in a situation where you could have had, I think it would have, if you would have went to the bullpen, you could have had lefty on lefty instead of righty on lefty, but he, he kind of played it like, I doesn't really matter. This guy's been a work all, been a workhorse all year. So I don't really care about the matchup. And then he, he just lost it late. I thought, I was like, I mean, I, I understand if that's your guy and you want to ride with him, but I, it's not like it's not like this is the college world series and you're like if if I'm gonna lose it all right here, I want to lose it on the guy that's that's gotten us here. I mean, you're you're still sitting here in April. So I, I didn't I didn't fully understand that decision because he really didn't look comfortable. I mean, the first couple of batters in that first inning he came out, he looked a little filthy, but mm-hmm. after going and having to sit like that, I didn't I, I did not understand that decision at all. Yeah, that that was kind of weird. I'm glad he did it. I mean, good yeah. for him. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Sully. Yeah. Um is is he on the hot seat? I mean, he's getting paid I, a lot of money. I think his his contract goes through 2025, so that's probably, you know, pretty hefty to to get rid of a baseball coach, but you know, he is one of the highest paid players. They just spent a crap ton of money on that, you know, brand new stadium. And for them to be in the state of Florida and and kind of be where they're at it is just head scratching to me. If you listen to last week's episode, I, I think I already kind of had him there. I just I don't I don't know if I'd have him on the hot seat, but I mean yeah he's 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 John Calipari 2.0 to me. He he gets he he should be able to get just about anybody he wants. He does a lot of the time, has some postseason success, but just can't 
one time he's won it all. And right. I mean, you look you look at years like this that are kind of sprinkled in there where you're like, man, the talent drop off shouldn't have been that crazy. And it you look at coaching decisions like leaving Purnell in the end, where I'm like, did this guy just kind of strike gold the first couple of years, and that's kind of fed his momentum ever since then, and he's really not an actual good coach. I'm not saying that, but that, that's kind of what I see, honestly. Yeah. Hate it for the the lollipop kid down in Florida. <clears throat> um, that, That's the second time we beat them in a series in a row, on, on the road. Right? Yeah, 2019. So. Yeah. Yep, so how about that? Um, maybe their downfall is Tennessee's, you know, that, that's where, you know, we've gotten so good. We, we've just taken all that success from them. All we those teeth gotta, and no toothbrush. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> we just became the Monstars overnight. We just took all their talent. If there's one team I'd want to do it against, <clears> it's, <throat> I think of them and then one team where I was just in the city a couple hours ago, so. <laughs> it's, I don't know which one would be better. Probably Florida. Just my hatred for Florida across all sports. But yeah, hate it for them for sure. Um, <clears throat> going back to Sunday, Ortega hits a. <clears throat> uh, there's no way we don't make the. We don't take the World Series this year. Bobby Brazil said that. <clears throat> I mean, I, I have to agree. Bobby, my thirty dollar wager on. FanDuel Sportsbook also agrees with you there, so I'm hoping you <laughs> brought the positive luck. So how much do you win? Uh, I got it right after the old Miss series. I believe 30 would win like 630. It's it okay. was I still got it when we were we were obviously the best team in baseball, but they had us still at like 12th best odds then. So it was now it's it's I'm feeling good. Not even worth sprinkling yeah. money on. Yeah, we're <laughs> It's Probably. like, yeah, minus money at this point. Yeah, it's not even, not even plus, <laughs> not even worth it anymore. Um, but or- Ortega gets a huge, you know, you know, I-, I mentioned Drew Gilbert getting that triple. It leads to a run. Uh, it's four one heading into the ninth. Drill uh, Ortega comes up big and, and leads off with a home run. You know, went with a ton of his family there, so that was pretty cool to see. And then Tennessee just playing small ball, getting walks. Um, and kind of, you know, a single by Evan Russell loads the bases. And then, man, that freshman Christian Moore, that SEC freshman of the week, Christian Moore, dog, straight dog. Ties things up four to four with a, a two run single. And then, I mean, once you tie it in the ninth, other than, you know, maybe the bottom of the ninth, Redmond Walsh gets out of the inning. Um, you know, that was huge for Tennessee. One out with the, the winning run on third base and, you somehow get out of that. I mean, that, that's that's what experience does for you. That's why you have a, a guy that's your closer with, with that much experience because um, he can get you out of those tight situations like that. But uh, there was no doubt in my mind after that ninth inning that we weren't going to win that game. You know, I almost slipped up and forgot. I almost called Christian Moore the best freshman in college baseball, and then I remembered we have – two of them in our pitching rotation too so that <laughs> i guess i was thinking in the fielding side but i mean yeah. it, that, that's just a it kind of hit me again just wow we're good when i was like oh that's he's best freshman in college baseball i was like oh no well he's there's two more at least that are yeah not are. more dominant that he's been i don't yeah. even know if you can say better they just they have more opportunities i mean he's right. 
he doesn't I was going to say he, he doesn't get to play as much for some reason, but I know the reason just because he there's so many other good people around him. Well, if he played left field, he would be in it, no doubt. Yeah. But because he's in the infield, um, it's kind of been difficult for for him to, you know, get in that lineup with Jared Dickey being the DH. Um, but, man, how, how do you keep him out? I don't think you can at this point. He He would be permanently in the lineup. If somehow, if some way. Tell, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd find a way to keep him in there. Yeah, I mean, does he, he play, play catcher? He does play catcher. I'm not saying it, <laughs> but I'm saying it. Yeah, I mean that's that's a good point. I mean, it, you honestly, put, didn't you, even know he you did. Put your best nine on the field. However, you get him in there, you you put your best nine on the field, and then the next best hitter after that's your DH. I got to see his arm just because if he's – I know he plays second a lot, so I, I don't know if, if that's because of the arm or if that's just more of his natural position. Well, our like ballpark is so small that – Yeah, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> I mean, we're playing on 40-foot bases, so eh, who cares? Yeah. Well, uh, that, that kid hits a towering home run in the 11th inning to to kind of win that game for, for Tennessee and then Christian Scott. You know, there's a little, maybe a little, little bit of hope there for Florida when that ball's selling out, and he just crushes their dreams. The phenomenal it, catch. It's weird, but I felt a little confident the whole time it was in the air, just because I was watching Scott. Like you, you watch him to see, like he's just waiting they, on it. Are they even turning around? Are they? Is their head down, shaking? Are they running after it? And he, he did the MLB the show where he, he kind of looped to the right to time it up just to because you're like if you see him doing that it must not be that deep and just the way he was timing it up i was like oh he might he, he might have that one and it, number four top 10 i think it could have been higher i mean i've seen many worse plays that have gotten number one but it just depends on what all happened that day but in that spot that's that's what makes it even more impressive is yeah, you don't lose the game. Yeah, it's not tied if you don't catch it, but you, you don't want to you don't want to give them any momentum right there against your closer. So massive. Great celebration too. Oh, for sure. And then, you know, that that's your first sweep in Gainesville since 2001. So yeah, when you look at all the history behind it, number four. There's three better plays than that yesterday. I don't um, know about that. I don't know about that. I, I did I didn't see it. I, I just saw the highlight where he was number four, but I didn't see what was in front of him, but um, phenomenal series from Tennessee, j- just getting it done. And, um, you know, this weekend, number 19, Auburn comes to town with probably the best hitter in um, the SEC and in, in Sonny D. He's a transfer from Sanford, I think. Um, big first baseman, but uh, leads the conference in batting average, on-base percentage, and slugging percentage. So, um I think they're a pretty good team. Their Sunday guy is probably their best pitcher. Um, I think he's six and zero on the season, six or seven and zero. Um, you know, second in, in the conference in batting average. I th- Gonzalez's last name I can't remember his first name. Um, but Auburn is eleven and seven in the conference. They're sitting second in the West behind Arkansas. Um, so this is going to be a good series. I, I can't wait for it. Um, you get the the two games Friday and Saturday will be at night, and then you get the um, the day game on Sunday. 
I'm sure it'll be Drew Beam and the cream. It's kind of a measuring tape game. You just you want to see against the best hitter in the conference. As yeah, he is, but looking at it, he he hasn't faced the best pitchers in the conference. So it's kind of sure. best on best. See if I mean I'm not trying to discredit him in any way, but you, you want to anytime there's a matchup like this, you want to see your best against my best. So whether it's Burns, Dolander, Beam, Blade, whoever it is. I mean, I'm sure he'll face at least three of them all weekend. So I, I want to see see what he's got. See yep. if he's I'm I'm sure he's legit. Just how legit is he though? Yeah, and Auburn, you know, they're a team that, you know, much like Tennessee has just exceeded expectations this season. You know, they didn't know how good Sonny I'm just going to call him Sonny D. I think I know how to pronounce his name. I don't want to butcher it. Works for um, they didn't know how good he was going to be because he was a transfer. You know, we didn't know how good Dolander and Burns and Beam were going to be. We didn't know how good um, Trey Lipscomb, Trey Ortega. You know, you just didn't have much of a clue. But these teams have exceeded expectations. And, you know, it's going to be another top 25 matchup inside, you know, that small ballpark that we call Lindsey Nelson. I mean, uh, I'm just going to say I have bragging rights over them already because um, they lost that series to MTSU earlier in the year. So, Ooh, I, I if if I have to say I'm doubting Auburn right now, I guess you'd have you'd have to call me a hater. But I, I'm I'm rolling with Tennessee to oh, get, for sure to get, a, to get a sweep this weekend. Okay, I mean, yeah. Until keep the brooms out. The Blue Raiders have been a little bit better than we thought this year, but that's a, that's a tough they're not, series. They're not at Tennessee. Home. Yeah. That, at home too. Right. Now, if you're coming up to the, the absolute tough ballpark to play in, in Murfreesboro and you lose the series, you know, it can be excused, but at home, I don't know. Yeah. Love it. Let's get a last, last thing. MVP. Who you got? I would Christian Moore. Okay. I don't think you win the game without him on Sunday. Plus, I feel like I've I've gone pitching pretty heavy this year. And like I said, I I almost called him the best freshman in baseball until I realized our rotation. But he looked like it on Sunday. Yeah, I mean he, he's a guy that we talked about. I don't know how you take him out of the lineup. I mean, I, I get that you've got other guys that are really good. What you need is Jared Dickey to just take over left field permanently something like that and, and or see if Christian Moore can play outfield just just something where you get both of them. I know Dickie's hurt right now, but just something where they're both fully healthy and can play. I mean, I just figure out a combination of that somehow. Yeah, um I, I thought Christian Moore, um but I'll go something different just to just to be different. Um, I'm going to go Blade Tidwell just because um you know that that spot's kind of weird. You know, you haven't been in that spot all year long. You're on the road against Florida. Um, you know, the, the stories are like Tony's coming back on Sunday, you know, you know, what, what can Florida get a win and, and make this, you know, a real series going into Sunday. And he just kind of shut that down. If, if I was a betting man, which I am, I said that earlier, but <laughs> if, if I would have remembered that day, I probably I probably would have taken Florida in that game just because mm-hmm. I'm like, that. that's a tough situation to come in if you're Blade right there. So I, if, if, there, if there was a game we were going to drop, I would have picked that one. I don't know if I'd see in this team this year. I don't know if I'd ever bet on them to lose. But if there was a game where I was kind of concerned it was that one and he 
he he was leaving pitches high, but like I said earlier, he's his stuff's so filthy that even when he misses, it's still hard to hit. Right. Yep. Uh, I think just more repet- repetitions are, is going to help him out tremendously, and uh, we'll see what they do with the uh, the rest of the rotation. We don't get paid the big bucks to make those decisions, thank God. But uh, Tony does. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, we'll be back next week talking about this Auburn series. Dylan, anything else? Go balls. Go balls. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. We.